Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. We have members of Congress all the time, or, or lawmakers always say, hey, what can we do? And I tell them this all the time. Our, our members don't necessarily want the government to do anything. They want the government to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I think we spend most of our time fighting against more regulation. Uh, and so what we do, we spend a lot of time at the local level trying to get governments to speed up their processes. You know, permitting shouldn't take 180 days. You know, either we need to hire more people or we need to be a little bit more faster in our processing because time is money when it comes to real estate. All our, all our listeners know that. And a lot of times we just, we, we play a lot of defense. That's what a lot of people don't understand about government affairs. So many times we are trying to stop uh, bad pieces of legislation. Um, and I've never met a member of Congress who's anti-housing, never. Everybody wants a roof over their heads. Uh, but boy, there are some really bad ideas out there. And it's incredibly important for us as an advocacy organization and all of our friends in housing to make sure that that, that while well-intentioned, some ideas just have really bad impacts on housing and housing affordability. Welcome to The Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, Senior Director of Data and Content, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, secrets to success, and lessons they've learned navigating this ever-changing industry. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, trends, strategy, and more. I'm Tracy Velt. I am the Senior Director of Data and Content for Housing Wire. And today I would like to welcome Jim Tobin. He is the CEO and President of the National Association of Home Builders. So welcome, Jim. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you and your listeners. Yeah. So I know you just had a, um, a report come out yesterday, and I know you do a plethora of research um, and do a great job with all of that. So I wanted to start with maybe just a macro view of the housing market um, for 2024 as it relates to new home construction and um, some of the some of the data that you have currently. Yeah, again, thanks for having me. I I think, you know, new new homes, new home construction, we're still bullish on the market as as you know, high interest rates continue to to really be a drag, not only on 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 new home sales, but but new uh, but existing home sales. Uh, and, And because of that, a lot of people are locked into their mortgages, especially for an existing home. Locked into those lower rates over the last ten years or so, um, which means that, that home construction continues to play an outsized role in the for sale market. So we think that continues uh, into next year. We are we are optimistic that we're going to see a, a, at least a five percent growth in in new home construction next year. Um, you know, it's, you know, single digit single digits aside, it, it, the fact that we are we are anticipating growth means that we do see twenty four, uh, you know, kind of resolving into a little bit of easing certainly in the second half of, uh, of the year. Yeah, I, I've been reading some of the economic reports and it, it looks like we're, we're going to be hopefully moving into a little bit of a better market, maybe not a fantastic market, but a better market than, than we've had. Um, I know you reported yesterday that elevated mortgage rates and depressed buyer demand kind of pushed sales down for uh, new home sales down for October. Right. So how much of that is seasonal as well? 
Well, the census data is already seasonally adjusted, so the, the exactly. season is uh, not, not really an impact uh, on this data. But uh, we are seeing a year-over-year -year, uh, increase uh, in, uh, in, in sales. So that's good. There's still activity out there, but it, it is much depressed. And, and you know, again, while it's, while it's better year-over-year, -year, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean it's, uh, it's a great market, as you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are some, some of the trends you're seeing in new homes for 2024, specifically, um, you know, price or design or um, size or, or, you know, and others? Yeah. So, so uh, townhomes continue to be a, uh, a, 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 an increasing part of the market. You know, currently they're about 16% of the market and that kind of, you know, keeps moving up every year. It's just an, it's, it's a more affordable way to use, uh, a, use land. That's really what it comes down to. You can put more units within, it makes them more affordable. Density is something that a lot of cities and localities are looking for. And again, it helps the economics worth work, especially with such, uh, such high land prices. Uh, you know, we're also seeing, uh, you know, custom homes, that market continues to be okay because what you have in the custom end market is a lot of people that already have cash uh, to, to buy a home, whether they're moving from, you know, a high cost state to a low cost state uh, and they were able to sell their homes for a for higher market, whether they're, they're, they've uh, managed to uh, see a, a boon in the stock market. Uh, but, but that custom home, which tends to be more of a cash buyer, uh, we're seeing, you know, that will remain relatively stable. Um, I, I think your know, teardowns is another another area where we're seeing a lot. Again, it's that that land use. It's it's hard to find developable land, developable land at a reasonable price uh, to pay to, to to build homes. So a lot you see a lot of infill, a lot of teardowns. I know I live in Northern Virginia, and you see a lot of that in in the close in suburbs now. Um, and I think I think you also see energy efficiency. A lot of people are talking about. Uh, more energy efficient features in their homes. In, in the old days, you had a choice between efficiency uh, and, and granite countertops, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And people still like granite countertops, don't get me wrong, but the government has so many incentives now because of the Inflation Reduction Act uh, a year and a half ago that we, we are seeing people take advantage of that. And they are features that that, that people like. Uh, so th those are kind of the trends uh, we see, uh, you know, moving moving forward. Uh, you know, their their you know, home sizes continue to fall. Uh, you know, because people are looking to make ho housing more affordable, so less square footage means a, a less expensive home, and and that's attractive to people as well. Yeah, and a, a big um, part of the audience for this podcast is real estate professionals, um, brokers, leaders, um, top teams, top top agents, and I know they're always looking for ways to build better relationships with builders and work with them. Um, so what are maybe some of the strategies that you could recommend or some things that, um, you know, they can do to really kind of hone those relationships? Yeah, it, it, that's great. I mean, obviously the, the housing ecosystem in the country is obviously uh, locked into one another. And, and you know, and I, just here in Washington, D.C., we, you know, our, our greatest partners are the mortgage bankers, uh, the National Multi-Housing Council, the realtors, uh, the, you know, th those of us who, who, who talk regularly. Um, and so from the kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll term it the grassroots perspective, uh, knowing that your national associations are working hand in glove here, uh, it's important at the local level where, where so many of the, of the regulatory burdens uh, impacts are felt at that local, that local level, because that's where people are developing homes, building them, uh, and then buying them. So is 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 you're working with with our members and, and real estate professionals are working with our members. Uh, it's important for everybody to echo the same the same issue. It, it, housing affordability is paramount 
to people to be being able to afford the American dream of home ownership. Um, it's it's great uh, that you know people really still believe they still want to own a single family home. But the best way to get to a single family home is to make sure you have a, a safe, decent, affordable apartment. And so that ecosystem works through uh, constantly. Um, remember, own, in my mind, home ownership is the gateway to the middle class in America. Uh, you, you own your home, you build wealth, uh, you can grow your family with it to a new home, or, or you can save for retirement. There's so many things, home ownership, so many opportunities that, that open up for you. Um, and reminding that all real estate professionals, uh, whether you're a builder, or you're a realtor, or, or a mortgage banker, it's reminding local elected officials that 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 cost is still the main driver of inaffordability. Regulatory burdens, you know, how can we lower the cost across the board for people is, uh, is, is really, really, really important, especially that first time or first generation home buyer who's trying to get, that, 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 get on that first rung uh, of home ownership. It's really critical uh, to remind people that we need to be removing barriers and costs from housing, uh, not, not making it harder for people to afford housing. Yeah, I know. We have a great program and I'm in Florida and we have the, the Hometown Heroes um, program for yeah. first responders and teachers and yep. that um, to right. give them assistance to to get into homes. Um, are there any other programs around the country that, that you can think of offhand that are um, really important for agent real estate professionals to know about? Yeah, I mean, I think anything obviously dealing with financing. So you know, there are tax incentives. I talked about you know energy efficiency. So yeah. uh, you know there's ways to uh, to to afford to, to better afford energy efficient uh, upgrades or, uh, or or features in a home. Uh, FHA, uh, it's a, you know, the FHA program run out of HUD is really important for for low or zero down payments, uh, helping people again afford afford a house. Uh, you have the you have the USDA. Rural housing program or the VA program you mentioned, uh, you know, hometown heroes. I, I think of veterans as well in those categories. Uh, you know, th there are there are programs out there to allow people to get into home ownership through affordable financing. And I know you know any any realtor or real estate professional or builder knows those financing mechanisms uh, to help people afford. But those are some of the programs that we we watch very closely. Yeah, and I know that your your organization is heavily um, an advocate for the housing industry in general. Um, in addition to to new home construction and home builders and um, the plethora of um, members that you have. So, what issues are you currently passionate about, or or what are some of the current um, legislative or advocacy that you're doing um, right now? Yeah, I, I think I think you know first I, I think of interest rates. I, we, there will there will be a time when interest rates uh, you know come down. We we know that um, that that is critically critically important to um, everything uh, in the moment, right? We've already seen them start to retreat, right? We're down to I guess I'll call them you know lower seven percent. You know, at some point the the floodgates are going to open. I don't know whether that's you know six point eight percent or six and a half or five and a half. I don't know, but I I do know that as interest rates trend lower more people are going to jump in the market. You can't time the market. Uh, so, so for us, uh, it's if, if you are a, a creditworthy borrower, you, you have money to put down in a house, don't, don't worry about whether you're going to time the market. Uh, you know, when the time is right for you, certainly encourage people uh, to, get in, to, get into, uh, to get into home ownership. For us, it's about lowering the cost of, of that home, that upfront cost of lowering the home. So for us, uh, you know, one of the big things we work on is workforce development. If we can get uh, enough. You know, we do not have enough workers uh, in the construction space to build build all the homes we need. In fact, we're about 
400,000 jobs short in construction month after month. And this is going on now close to a decade. And we foresee that labor shortage moving forward. So we're constantly trying to educate parents and kids about the trades. Uh, and Lord knows if you hire a contractor in the last couple of years, you, you know they're doing pretty well uh, because there's just so few of them. And, and, and we need more. We can get more skilled trades on the job site. We can build ho- houses uh, more efficiently and less expensively. So uh, that's number one. Uh, supply chain issues continue to be an issue for us. Uh, you, you don't you used to talk about lumber over the last couple of years. That's the main component, uh, the bu- main building material component in a home. Now we're talking about electrical transformers, those boxes that either sit on the ground outside a subdivision or on a pole and bring power to uh, to a house. They're a huge supply chain drag right now. In fact, there's you know a lot of units, whether single or multifamily, sitting idle right now because we can't get power to them. So we're working with the administration and Congress to try to address some of those issues. Um, and, and then it's just, you know, just financing, you know, working with, like I said, FHA uh, or, or Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to make sure that, that there are financing mechanisms out there uh, that are funded by the government uh, that are available to help people afford, afford those homes. But for us, it, it really is uh, about making sure that that home is affordable through any way. And we, we do that with our, we are, we are in a, we're a, a, um, a federation of over 600 state and local associations as well and in, in town halls and, and county, you know, county centers uh, and in, in state capitals. All we are all focused on driving down the regulatory burdens uh, on, on a home. In fact, Tracy, I'll give you one of our, my favorite statistics. Almost 25 percent of the cost of a single newly constructed single family home is due directly to, to regulations uh, at the local, state or federal level. And for a multifamily unit, it's almost 43%. So regulatory costs are really what we focus on and lowering those uh, to make to make things easier, uh, make homes more affordable for, for, uh, for Americans. Yeah, um, the first thing you said about trades is so true. I think there, there has been a shift from when I was in school even um, that the trades were somewhat minimized and it was all right. about going to a four-year college. And there's so much opportunity. Uh, I mean, I know even for us trying to find a, a plumber or handyman around here, it, it's nearly impossible. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's there's almost there's about 25 different trades that will be on a job site over the course of, yeah. of the uh, you know the the seven or eight months it takes to build a home, uh, and each one of them is critical. And if they're delayed uh, or or uh, or they're working on other job sites or things like that, it's it's tough and. You know, I, I think you know for 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 so long uh, we 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 saw an emphasis in the starting in the '70s for kids to go to a four-year college, and that's how you were going to you were going to be defined as successful in America. I think what we're trying to do is change the narrative. College is not for everybody, um, and you in 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 you know, the trade should not be Plan B for for a kid. Uh, plan uh, the trade should be Plan Plan A, right? College is also Plan A, but it, it's it, it but but allowing people to know that they can have a, a good paying career uh, that provides uh, real growth from, you know, you're, you're learning the trade, you know, as, as a journeyman uh, or an apprentice. And, you know, 10 years later, you probably have your own company, you're tomorrow's entrepreneur, uh, you're hiring your own crews. And, and so there's, there's, a, there's a great narrative around the trades right now. Yeah, absolutely. 2024 is the year to act, to make bold moves, tell better stories and build brands that endure. At the 1000 Watt Brand and Marketing Summit, we're putting real estate experts like you in a room with some of the greatest marketing minds around so you can turn your big ideas into action. 
Join us in Dallas, June 25th through the 27th for a real estate event designed for doers. Get your tickets at thousandwatt.net forward slash summit. That's one zero 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 W A T T dot net forward slash summit. Now I'm going to throw a question at you that I didn't, I didn't tell you about. It's more personal (laughs) question, but I asked this on every podcast, Um, you know, as a leader, I'm sure you've had many, many aha moments um, in your career. And so what is the one maybe most impactful aha moment that you had? Wow. Boy, that's tough. So I, I, my, my credit HP has, has been on the government affairs side. Um, boy, that's a good one. You know, you, you think you see, I'll tell you what, I, I, I've really felt I saw everything and, and this might be a cop-out question, but or a cop on answer, but I will tell you, I, I, I think Donald Trump's victory was, was one of the crazier aha moments I had in my career. Um, I would, I would also say that, that Kevin McCarthy being ousted as speaker, yeah. um, I, I have, I have seen some crazy things. Um, uh, I've seen it, you know, impeachments, uh, I've seen everything. And that was the one, I think not so much that he got kicked out. Yes, that was an aha moment, but that the Republicans didn't have a plan B for, for about a month. And uh, that that was just uh, kind of a, a, a rewrote in my mind, kind of where politics in America is. And considering that, you know, we're all advocacy organizations. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, a lot of our job is spent making sure that Congress and the White House and the mm-hmm. regulatory agencies are functioning uh, and working towards, uh, you know, housing affordability and, and, so, and support housing, you know, knowing that politics is just getting away of, of real policy making, um, you know, maybe not a surprise, but yeah. those are just some of those lightning bolt moments you talk about. How have you had to adjust to that? I mean, as an organization. Well, we we had a great relationship with with Speaker McCarthy uh, and his team, and and so uh, all of a sudden you're 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 thrust into uh, a new speaker that that we have our our members in Louisiana have a great relationship with Speaker Johnson, uh, so it's building that relationship uh, here now because. Uh, you know, is a prominent role. Uh, you, you've got to build those relationships. So we're we're doing that. So that's and finding out what what he knows about housing, what his staff knows about housing, and and where we can pull those levers back home. You know, do we have a builder who maybe built his home? Does is he is he you know he's been a, a you know a very strong supporter of the Job Corps program, which is a, a Department of Labor a job training program that we participate fully in. Uh, you and we're working. We have a fight on 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 funding for that right now. So knowing that he's a supporter. Of, of the Job Corps program is important. So it's just getting to know him and, and finding out what resonates with his staff, what, what, what issues where we don't agree. But it's, uh, you do that with every new Congress. Uh, that's, what, that's what keeps government affairs fresh. But uh, that's been, a, that's, that's been you know, one of the challenges we have moving forward. So in your opinion, um, what can be done? And I'm looking for more specifics. Um, what are some of the things that can be done to improve housing affordability from a legislative point of view? Yeah, so uh, I think I think part part of it is uh, is, is I, I, so so Tracy. Here's the here's the thing. I, I, we have members of Congress all the time, or, or mm-hmm. lawmakers always say, "Hey, what what can we do?" They're always looking for the silver bullet to fix anything and get right. it off their plate and move on. What can we do? And I tell them this all the time: our, our members don't necessarily want the government to do anything. They want the government to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I think we spend most of our time fighting against more regulation. Uh, or trying to improve the regulations we have. I'll give you an example. At local levels, mm-hmm. uh, the permitting process to get a project from you know dirt to a, a, a finished structure for sale 
is incredibly burdensome. It's timely. Uh, and so what we do, we spend a lot of time at the local level trying to get governments to speed up their processes. You know, permitting shouldn't take 180 days. You know, either we need to hire more people or we need to be a little bit more, uh, a, a little faster in our processing because time is money when it comes to real estate. All our, all our listeners know that. Um, so it's, it's those kind of things from a legislative uh, perspective. Uh, you know, for us right now, it's trying to, trying to make sure that the, a Job Corps program that I spoke about is fully funded. It, it trains thousands of, of kids every year into the trades. And I mentioned, you know, we have a dearth of, uh, of, of, of skilled workers in our industry, you know, trying to make sure that we are, uh, we're, we're working on those, those issues. And a lot of times we just, we, we play a lot of defense. That's what a lot of people don't understand about government affairs. They get push, push, push. So many times we are trying to stop uh, bad pieces of legislation. Um, and, you know, I've never met a member of Congress who's anti-housing. Never in my career. I've never met anybody who's anti-housing. Everybody wants a roof over their heads. Uh, but boy, there are some really bad ideas out there. And it's incredibly important for us uh, as, as an advocacy organization and all of our friends in housing to make sure that, that, that while well-intentioned, some ideas just have really bad impacts on housing and housing affordability. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's talk positively about opportunities. What do you see as some of the opportunities in the market in maybe the first quarter 2024? Well, I, I think if, if, if we continue to see kind of this economic rebound, we continue to see the, the bond market uh, get back to more normalcy. And we, a lot of people talk about the spread between the mortgage, the mortgage rate and the 10-year treasury. And if that spread can come down right now, I think it's it's two or two and a half times. It's, 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 it's historically large. If we can get that back down to balance, which is about one and a half point spread, that's when we really start getting into that uh, a mortgage rate of you know probably six and a half percent. And I am optimistic that we're trending that way, and that may start to unlock the market, uh, and that would be good. I, I think as, as rates come down, we're going our members use something called acquisition development and construction lending. Those are over ten. Those loans are over ten percent right now. So again, is is the as rates start to come down and more normalize, I think we'll see lending free up. I think we'll see uh, builders being able to take a little bit more risk right now and spec in, in spec homes um, and and prepare themselves for what I hope for is a really robust second half of next year as rates continue to fall. And, you know, we'll see what the Fed does in their fight against inflation. But, you know, last last month's pause and the and the and the, uh, the dialogue coming out of the Fed leads me to believe that uh, the first quarter of next year could be that or maybe in the first two quarters, that correction phase, and then we really start taking off in at the end of 24. Yeah, it's funny when um, interest rates started rising, I remember the big thing was, well, when they get back down to five, it'll unlock <laughs> the market. Now it's now it's six. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if we'll see 5% in the, yeah. in the next little while, but I, but I will say this, the, the, the demographics for, for housing, for home construction in this decade are off the charts. We, we, yeah. There is a, a large cohort, I, I believe it's, I think it's the millennials. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong on that. Um, but they, the, that, that large cohort is coming into their prime home buying phase or home buying uh, age. Yeah. Uh, and we know that people still want homes. We know there's pent up demand. Mm -hmm. It's been tampered by these high interest rates. I think the second half of this decade uh, is really going to be gangbusters for housing. Not only that, but policymakers see housing as uh, the inaffordability of housing right now. Uh, I hope they see it as a campaign issue uh, when you have kids who can't afford a home coming out of college or, or kids living in parents' basements. 
uh, or people who just want to move for, for economic purposes. Maybe there's a job on the other side of the country that would be perfect for them, but they can't afford to leave their 4% mortgage rate for a 7% mortgage rate. That's when I think is, is, is all of this kind of settles out over the next year and a half. I really think that we're going to have uh, a really good story to tell uh, you know, between now and 2030. I think all of us in the housing industry were, are hoping for that. Yeah, <laughs> so definitely. definitely. Right. Um, finally, just any last word about any special projects or advocacy projects that you're working on that you um, want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we talked about Job Corps. That's that's a big one for us. Um, you know, I, and I think looking forward into uh, into 2024 in particular, it's an election year, which means generally legislation starts lagging. They, they just try to get out of Dodge and, and get home and campaign. So for us, it's it's making sure that we are raising housing at the local level as well as the national level to make sure it's a campaign issue. It's really important to have lawmakers back home talking about housing affordability. That is as as bread and butter an issue as anything, as gas prices, um, and whether it's rental or ownership, uh, making sure that lawmakers are talking about it and, 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 and aware that there are some policy prescriptions out there to solve the affordability crisis. And then, and then it'll be, you know, you know what, what, who, who wins the, the House and Senate next year? That certainly is up for grabs. And then, of course, the presidency in, in 2024. That's a big one. And, uh, you know, we'll, I watch polling all the time and I'm anxious for the primaries to get started uh, early next year and, and find out where we're headed. Because, you know, the, the nice thing about working, uh, you know, for an advocacy organization is every two years, whether it's Congress or every four years with the White House, there's a whole new slew of people to know, a whole new a bunch of people uh, to, to share your issues with and, and, and potential changes. So uh, it's an energizing time, I believe, for our industry. Yeah, it will be definitely an interesting election this yes, year or next year for sure. Yes, so, well, Jim, thanks so much for joining the Real Trending Podcast. We really appreciate all your insight on the market and everything that is going on right now. Thanks for having me. It was great. Enjoy the chat, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.